Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One Good Question Friday's episode of 50% Facts. And we have special guests. Have we done? Oh, we did one with Dean. Maybe. Yeah, we do. I was going to say, you're going to be the first. But you're the second. You're the second. Female. First female. For sure. First, yeah. First absolutely. pro. For Sorry. sure the first. Yeah, that was a weird flex, dude. <laughs> just because your dots beats me, I you get a little be, confident. And I now try to just... build some esteem, and then I just come off as cocky. Yeah, you overflowed it. That's <laughs> fucked. I have to find the balance. Just because I'm weak. You're rubbing off on me. What can oh, yeah. I say? Yeah, I'm, I'm cocky for no reason. Uh, we're, we got Abby here. Third Hello. Street, Third Street member and, and pro powerlifter, fifth place podium at the USAPL. Still new to the game, really though. Yes, thank you. When we were talking about it, you're like, "Oh, I did three meets." I was like, "Oh, what the fuck?" Because you lift very professionally, like you train very hard, you train uh, to a T, uh, and your techniques really, really good. That's how I can kind of tell how long someone's been training. And then you remind me of COVID, and that's why you couldn't compete as much as you wanted, which makes sense because you've been training, training. Yeah, which is not the platform experience. One of the best compliments. It's like I don't care if I'm not the strongest, but if you say my form and technique is good, I'm like yes. Me too. Yeah. Since I'm that. weak, I just try to lift pretty. That that, exactly. that makes me as well. Yeah. Yes, that's mm-hmm. Is it because at some point, it's a good you, technical lifter, but that's pretty much. Yeah. Right. At some point, if you put in the effort, and this is gonna piss people off. I did a little t- stupid TikTok. TikTok has like Q and A's that the world could answer. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen that, but it's like you can put a question out there and anybody can respond to it. Mm. And one of them's like say something that'll piss everybody off kind of deal, you know, like hot take. Yeah, like a hot take. Um and mine was that genetics always beat hard work. Um and people got so mad, but they just don't understand. Like they I don't I don't think they've played elite sports or have have been around pro athletes mm-hmm. or, or or talked to pro athletes, but it's just fact. And I, I don't care what anyone fucking says. There's no argument or logic that you can come against me. And and then they're like, "Well, Average genetics, working really hard, and just slightly better genetics, kind of working hard. I'm like, dude, we're not talking about these random semantics mm. that you want. If Why is everyone in the fucking NBA average height 6'6"? Six, six? And that's one tiny piece of genetics that yeah. we have zero. And we're not even digging into epigenetics, right? right? Like flipping on switches is a whole nother game if you're coordinated or not. There's limits to this stuff. And, and powerlifting is the same. So when you talk about having really good con- technique, there is there is some genetics there, right? Like how coordinated or body awareness, mm-hmm. some of that's tied in. But a lot of effort can be made to improve your technique. And if you do the same sets and reps as someone with freak genetics – they're going to lift a lot more fucking weight than you. Yeah. I, I am not well coordinated as a person. I can fall down in the middle of a room. However, with enough reps, I was I was yeah. good at, at executing the lifts very technically, yeah. for and, sure. And, and just to answer this TikTok hater here, he probably doesn't listen to this. He's probably just a rando troll. He wasn't a troll. He was dead serious. And I think he was a kid, so I do feel bad in some instances. But what he did say, he's like, uh, and, and like I brought up other instances. I was like, I've worked with pro athletes, powerlifters, pro regular sports high school athletes college athletes for 15 years and he's like well i hope you don't tell your high school athletes that their hard work's not going anywhere i'm like no dude i'm not saying this is my coaching technique to go into a room Mm. and say hey you have no fucking shot you got no fucking shot you got no fucking shot we can all optimize our potential in genetics and because of epigenetics you don't know what those genetics are like something like powerlifting Mm. basketball yeah you're gonna be six six or not Right, mm-hmm. we can visually see that, but you don't know how strong you are until you start to give your body the stimulus. There's a lot of people that don't look "quote unquote" strong, even though you are pretty jacked. <laughs> uh, that absolutely smash fucking weights, and you don't know that until you start training. Maybe that's what adds to my imposter syndrome, where it's like, but you're actually jacked too. Yeah, well, the you're thing just is, little. the smaller the person that you are in stature, the bigger you have to be to look 
big. For sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, even me. And I got like a decent amount of muscle. I know like I don't pose fucking nudies in perfect lighting, but like I'm a pretty big dude. You know, like when a lot of people see me like, oh, damn, you got some muscle on you. Like I'm 200 pounds and, and not fat, fat. But He's got a big ass, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. That's like, the I, answer. I definitely have a power build, you know, and some muscle on me, but without the right pictures or the right clothing, unless you're 260 IFBB style, right. you don't really look jacked. Right. And we're obviously a little bit tainted because we're all in the industry. But yeah, to that little kid, no, I don't tell people what their limits are. And I'm not trying to doubt their potential because you don't know it until you play. Mm-hmm. There's been people in the NBA, even semi-recently, that are 5'8". Genetics just means the coordination. The thing There's intangible, uh, there's intangible genetics, right? Mm-hmm. Like mentality, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's epigenetics that we don't know until you start to shoot the ball. And like, wow, that motherfucker doesn't miss. You know, yeah. like there's things of that nature. Um but that pissed everybody off. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know either, but I have Maybe her and her freakness. I don't know where it started. TikTok pissed me off. That kid pissed me off. I, I, I have a I have a pivot into into Here's question. question. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, give so, us a little segue. So, uh for you were talking about rants and I actually went on a rant last night and I gave some people in some instruction, some cues. Yeah. And they actually followed them. That's nice. At eleven forty five last night, motherfuckers had big ass exploding fireworks in the house. I mean in the park right next to my house like one house away yeah it was setting off car alarms oh damn i heard i heard each one of those you have right now in california is a 5k fine it should be no 5k that's pretty good yeah but who's gonna regulate that if you were if you were out there at midnight or near midnight blowing shit up yeah setting off car alarms fuck you and the horse you rode in on yeah so i have this million candlelight flashlight or spotlight i went out there and just like bathed the whole place and said get the fuck out of the park go home they probably thought you were a cop and they that's kind of cool yeah, yeah exactly exactly and they <laughs> well, did they left they're like yeah gone yeah not one more explosion that's good so they took my cue and yeah. they mm. went so this question this is the coach that's question smooth. coach avi that's really smooth this question is the best and uh oh actually it's uh what are some of the coaching cues that you hate the most or completely disagree with What's your most hated powerlifting cue or coaching cue or one that you disagree with the most? There's so, okay, no, there's not so many that I hate, but there's just so many cues to think about. Yeah, there are. And so for those that don't know, like a cue or something is something, uh, a word or a quick phrase that your coach would say to you to try to get you to display a different style of movement, change your, and this works for every sport, um, but powerlifting is just so black and white. It makes it a little bit easier to talk and coach about. Um, what I think just a well obvious thinking for I'll give let her give the first degris, disagreeable one but what I think people um misinterpret about cues in general because everyone asks like Mike what are you thinking when you squat or what's your favorite cue um cues are um yes there's some that are very general and that may work for many or may work for most but they are very individual um and a lot of it only really works when you have a relationship with that athlete we talked about in the previous episode with avi on choosing weights for someone at a meet Mm -hmm. handling someone at a meet the more you know the lifter the better it is so a cue i'm going to give dan who i was coaching and he was squatting every single day right next to me i say one word that's because in between sets i describe to him what i want him to do hey dan i really want you to try to work on working your foot this way this and that and when i say i'm reminding you to do x and so then i yell that word when he's unracking the thing triggers something in his brain and he fixes it mm-hmm. um some are more direct mm-hmm. um there's internal and like external cues so some are more um you know 
skipping A to get to B, and then some are just telling them B, right? Like uh, get tight is the most common powerlifting thing ever. Um, and for a newer lifter who you've never described Valsalva maneuver and all these things to or, or explain tightness in your upper back during a squat or, or how, to, how to maneuver your lats and shoulders during deadlift, if you never explained those things and you're just screaming at someone to get tight, that means absolutely nothing and you're not going to get the end result we're all looking right. for. If it's someone you've coached and they know Valsalva and you just notice that their back's looking a little wonky or you notice there's some, you know, their core's not, not, not engaged like you want, yelling get tight may work. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think of all, all all the ones that we used to hear all the time yeah, back I've, in the I've, day. That's all mine. The, yeah. the the one that has always irritated me the most, I think, is back when someone's squatting. Back, 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 back. Yeah. Yeah, that was very much in the geared era. Yeah. But the weird thing about it is that it used to be a near the end of the range of motion cue. Yeah. And somewhere along the line, it became a instantly the knees break it, 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 same instant the knees break cue yeah so you would hear 35 backs and it, before the person actually gets the up from their coach it's such a different game when you're in a squat suit um multiply and single ply but mostly multiply because like that was a big discussion in raw lifting like eight years ago whether you break at the knees or hip first yeah and a lot of raw lifters like you don't even need to think about that. But in gear lifting, you do. You have to break at the knee. Because if you break at the hip first, you're literally going to fall forward and fall. Right. Um, but in, in, in depending on where the bar placement is on raw lifting, that's not always the case. Again, blanket statement, I say break at both at the same time. Um, but if you're stupid upright, like someone maybe like a Bryce Lewis or even how I squat kind of, you could break at the knees first or mm. think that way or visually it sees that way. But what you're thinking and what's happening, that's kind of where we're getting with cues, isn't always the same. Right. I, uh, because I'm so stout and I got very short thigh bones, my femurs, I can stay very upright and squat very upright. I could think hips back. But that's not what's really happening. Yeah, or that's not what you're going to see or that's right. not what, you know, it's right. all just so different. Did you come up with one? What's the most disagreeable one? Um. I think the one that doesn't work for me, my coach does not give this to me as a cue or anything, but um, is when you're benching and they, it used to be bend the bar and now it's like pull the bar bar apart. Yeah. And I just, I can't, I don't understand. I don't love that either. I don't like, yeah. Or like the whole pinkies thing. Is yeah, also, like touch your pinkies together, kind of bend or like the bar. Squeeze them. Yeah. I don't know. There's people a talk lot about of bench cues. People talk about uh, squeezing pinkies with a lat uh, movement too, because there's cues in bodybuilding versus mm. cues in powerlifting versus cues in accessories or whatever. But a lot of bodybuilder guys uh, talk about pulling with your pinkies to engage your lats more. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's why people say squeeze your pinkies with bench. I don't even know. I've heard it, but I don't really know. Yeah, or people have like a lot of. I've heard um, for bench when they're staying tight and they're driving. Like they have leg drive, they'll also like squeeze their glutes. Do you guys do that on yeah. bench? Yeah, absolutely. I've that's never I've yeah. never had glute activation. But or, you might be like so wound up that you have a little bit of an it. arc. Your your glutes maybe like if your I've hips never, are at full range, mm -hmm. you can't really squeeze them, right? Yeah, like you're already kind of bowed out. Right. You might already be bowed. Yeah, but if you're like more of a um like a Y stance in your bench, so your feet are out in front of you a little mm -hmm. bit. Then I'm squeezing the fuck out of my glutes yeah. like I'm doing a hip thrust. That's the motion I'm making to get back on my traps. Mm -hmm. But if your feet are more under you and your knees are in front of your toes, yeah. um, then you can't really squeeze your glutes because you're already flexed, yeah. like you're already fucked. And so I think you wedge yourself in there pretty good. You're kind of fucked. Right. I guess it, for most of it, it's just bench. Like, I mean, bench, a lot of people say or I've heard that it's a lot of, of uh technique and leverages just yeah. finding like specifically yeah. what works for you for sure so 
there probably is more variance in a, in a bench. I, I guess there's kind of two ways to everything, you know, like sumo and conventional are the basic two ways. But in bench, it's kind of similar too. Like are you a little archy mm-hmm. and you go really wide grip? Or are you a little bit more flat and you go a little bit more narrow? Grip? Or do you need to squeeze the bench with your with your legs to keep your ass from coming up off of it? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know with bench because uh, like I'm just not cueing a lot of lower body stuff. We're gonna handle that and get you in a good position, and then hopefully you're just flexed the whole time. Or the other big one is like sinking or not. So like. Do you keep your quads and ass flexed the entire time, constant tension, or do you keep them like 40 or 50 to 70% flexed? And then once you kind of like a heave, once you touch, then are you flexing 100% to get a little bit off your chest? Like Dan Green used to bench that way. I bench that way when I'm benching heavy versus you, you're in constant 100% tension and you're kind of controlling that whole touch and then then going. Um, Yeah, a lot of those cues. The bending the bar uh, one you talked about, I think – can help some folks like if they if they super bench flared but like powerlifting's gone so far like i don't see a lot of people like benching like shoulder dislocated elbow above their nipple type shit anymore Mm -hmm. no one really does that um so back in the day that was a cue we used to get you from (laughs) you know elbow chicken winged out to kind of just benching more in a path and again more of it has to do with just controlling your shoulder because your shoulder's so mobile i think the new bend the bar is pull the bar apart. Yeah, I don't I necessarily agree with that. I understand where that might tighten up your back, but mm-hmm. if you're taking so much tension or focus away from just like fucking pressing the bar, mm-hmm. there's very few folks. And again, all these things we're disagreeing on when I at least do, I don't want to speak for you too, but it's because there are cues that work for the majority. Not a not a cue that works for everyone, but I think there's some cues that work like tight. Like if you understand what it means, that's going to help somebody, right? Mm. Everyone needs to get tight. There's not not one lifter that doesn't need to get tight. But there are lifters. Like if you're a closer grip bencher, I would never explain to them to pull the bar apart like a rear face pull. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you want to, your elbows are going to be a little more tucked and you're really like focusing on punching. Um, and punching is a cue that I use with bench sometimes because people lead with the wrong knuckle. And if you can really get the bar in the right place, sometimes you punch with your big knuckles. So not that I'm a fucking karate kid, but I imagine you punch with your big knuckles and not these ones. I don't know, actually, to be honest, but I'd imagine. And so, yeah, I talk about like punching your bench, you know? Um, But yeah, I don't really like the pull apart. Mm -hmm. The pinkies, I'll throw it in the garbage. My biggest one is probably chest up. Uh, that's for the other squat. one was, yeah. for anything deadlift they'll say it bench yeah. bench actually chest up probably makes more sense or like sternum up yeah. right. probably makes the most but chest to bar yeah yeah chest mm-hmm. to bar is not a bad one right mm-hmm. to like try to get you in that right position mm-hmm. but squat in particular um i think there's one percent of folks that need a little chest up deal you know like probably, yeah. like especially again because i think lifting in our gym I, we've talked about it a little bit but i was talking with another member i was like i don't know if we could open third street like 15 years ago where it's just an open gym and anyone can come lift because like one squatting wasn't as popular, but then two people's form was so bad. Everyone would be murdering themselves in here. <laughs> uh, and so like nowadays, like even we have lifters like, like Avi with insane technique that are, you know, basically a 10 out of 10 technique is the lifter and competence. And then we have probably lifters with six out of 10, but we don't have a lot below that. Even people like, like Kyle or GM would be like, yeah, that guy's kind of new. He doesn't really know what he's doing. I'll look. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> pretty good it's not so bad i'm not i'm not running over there scared he's gonna kill himself yeah you know we're like i used to see squats in commercial gyms or past crossfits or uh, any like quote-unquote strength gym over the last decade that i'm like damn that person's about to kill themselves yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you yeah you might see it a little more than commercial gyms yeah yeah, for sure But like here 
even the brand new guys, you know, or not super serious powerlifters, six out of ten, you know, they're moving. They, they move fine. They, yeah. Can we yeah. improve? For sure. I agree. I see it too. I'm like, oh, it's not bad. Like yeah, I can bad. tell they're new. When, when like... Eddie and Seabaster are in here, they're like brand new. And they, uh, I never like was worried about their safety mm-hmm. or, or the equipment safety or anything, you know? Like, yeah, sure, we've had some accidents where people dump bars, but that's just shitty misloading or no clip or they're just kind of crazy on their walkout. There's going to be chaos. I'm not saying everything's perfect here, but... Yeah, also, I think, if I you're think coming, up. if you're coming to this like gym, True. Like, you have a certain level of like I, understanding. I thought it would be more though, to be honest. Like more. I would say, fifty percent of members out there, maybe even more, maybe even sixty, don't have a clue about me and Jim or what we do or our background. I don't know if mm-hmm. you did. Did you? Um, when I first started here, yeah. Um, I knew about you, Mike. Yeah, and then probably just start learning about Jim. Barbara Brigade or mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, yeah. I did follow Barbara Brigade more closely. Um, when I first not to started. stereotype your ass. No, I mean it's true. No, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely true. California and like the Asian community, yeah. powerlifting. So I was definitely one of those like Asian girls who used to lift and wear their merch and be like, oh my god, one day I want to be sponsored by Barbell Brigade. But now you, you know, know Bart sucks and I'm better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now I've like had lunch with Bart and I'm like, he's cool. Or he's whatever. all right. He's all right, but he's no Mike. <laughs> he's no Mike. No. no he's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the chest up. Yeah. Head up, head up's like an old a lot of people don't say that as much. Yeah. Head up probably I would use more in a deadlift than a squat because I don't think it's gonna throw your hips in a weird place. Yeah. So like a sumo pro, even a conventional, you get to your knee and you say like traps back or like head back. Sometimes would lead someone. Mm. Or like face into face. I, I, a lot of coaching stuff I do is like more coaching than cues. Like a lot of times, man, you just can't think about a lot of shit when you're under a heavy ass barbell. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And cues that like I give friends or um my clients they're very specific to each person for sure so mm-hmm. that's what i think everyone so misunderstands yeah, yeah. That's, that proves you're doing it right I yeah think. right yeah so it's hard to say one thing that's like a shitty cue yeah. even a controversial one i would say for me is like knees out i think that's probably an overrated uh, squat cue like a very beginner that has no clue as they're going their knees are going to go crazy right they're not going to rip an acl under the weight it's probably just i've never heard of that once happening um yeah. Like most ACL tears are on a sprint, a power turn, or a twist uh, from impact. I've never once actually, now that I'm really thinking about it, heard about someone ripping ACL under a barbell. Um, although it looks crazy, and some mm-hmm. people's knees are fucking touching on a squat, and that's not a motor pattern we want to build up as an athlete or no. a squatter. Um, and that person, I might say, hey, we're going to try to get our knees not there, not touching each other. Um, but knees out as a general cue, I, I don't think is... Um, going to be very efficient either because like a lot of times um for your quads to really flex in a squat your knee or your patella is going to kind of track on your big toe mm-hmm. anyways um and so like why try to like on the way down get my knee out to my pinky just for me to flex my quad and my knee to go to my you know and that's in a controlled lifter that already knows yeah. what they're doing that- well there's no again geared lifting i yeah. get it but even then like if you're fucking squatting 700 pounds in a suit you know mm-hmm. your knee's going to get go out or you're not going to be able to control the weight and your knee's going to go in. Mm-hmm. It's not because you weren't thinking knees out. It's just because you couldn't control the suit right there. The universal cue for your this is a sloppy rep would be to say tighten up. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and, and yeah. that one's not bad if you've pre-communicated what you mean by it. Yeah, or I'll scream, I'll scream, or like, clean it up, or something like that. You know. Yeah, if people have like a big set, I'll say like find your pace or take your time or yeah. let it settle. I think there's a lot of cues like that that are, are work a lot of people right. Like if, mm. if you see someone unracking some shit or they're rushing or you can see in their eyes they're panicking a little bit because they got a heavy set of three or five. I'd say take your time or settle. Let it you know patience. Mm. Let it rate. That goes and, a long way, I think. And I think that's something that could work for ninety percent to one hundred percent of people. Like, I think it's underrated too i think so too um i think so too uh but that again is just because you and i are around a lot of lifters a lot you know and and some people aren't so they'll just pseudo coach people or they deal one this the typical story they did one meet and now they're an online coach or whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. if you're around a lot of lifters a lot of things smaller things go further than trying to reinvent someone's form mid rep (laughs) yeah you're not going to do that but that's what those cues are right the knees out the chest's up the let's let's See if we can form consensus around this. When you're giving somebody a cue, it should be because you've seen them lift better before, yeah. and you see them drifting from their perfect technique, yeah, and then and not under a max load. Yeah, under a max load, it's a like a reminder before a set. But yeah, people are screaming shit mid set, like, and I don't want to like negate that either because that's a little bit of the part of the culture. It's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Like mid squat, someone screaming up, tight push, like that's part of the culture and that's kind of cool, you know? Like soccer fans chanting. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get rid of that either. But the people can't hear it typically. That's hopefully the goal is that they're not looking to some rando in the audience yeah. for a uh, real coach cue. Yeah. yeah, you got no. another one that you hate? Um. No. For you or just general, it pisses Not. you off. Like you see it on Instagram or you hear it and you're like, dude, you're an idiot. Why are you saying that? No, I don't have many like, I give people the benefit of the doubt. So I don't have a lot of hot like takes. Oh, you haven't I'm been like, around long enough. Yeah, we need to hate more folks. You need to get I a little more I need to start, jaded. yeah, building some more hate in this yeah. community. Yeah. So maybe I'll get more followers. Like, oh, this chick hates everything that, that anyone would be really does. Good. She thinks she's the best out there. I had a hot take Tuesday and I'll give it to you. You could take hot take Tuesday and just bash somebody. I can try, but I don't know if I'll be good at it, to be honest. Mine were just random. Like okay. Oreos are the most overrated cookie on the planet or snack. I think I'm going to start getting offended. You think Oreos? <laughs> you don't think Oreos are overrated? I like Oreo thins. Uh, look, I love dude, cookies. If this, cookies are my thing. If this table's full of Oreos right now, I'm fucking eating them. That's not what I'm saying. We got to understand what under or overrated means. They're not a okay. good cookie. If you're like, man, I really would like some baked goods right now. That's what I'm craving. You're going to grab a fucking stale piece of cocoa okay. with fake cream in it? No, but... I'm not gonna get upset about. What are the cookies you slam? You slam. You, I see you slam cookies all the time. That's like your thing. Sugar cookies. Sugar cookies. Of all cookies, it's a sugar cookie. I don't know why. I just I get addicted to something. I have a big sweet tooth. And What's then... the difference, Cookie Master, between a Snickerdoodle and a sugar cookie? Just the cinnamon. Um. Yes, but also there's like I, the only thing I can think of is the cream of tartar, yeah, which is in. That's it. Oh, oh what? God. What the fuck did you just say? Tartar? Tartar. Is cream, it actually? Cream of tartar, yeah. yeah. That's the difference. Oh. It's, yes. I'm yes. surprised I knew that. Yes. I'm cream of tartar, huh? We're, mm-hmm. we're confirming with people who actually bake cookies. That's fancy. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so my hate on you then, my disagreeable here, is I see the sugar cookies you get and that frosting. I haven't had the exact ones you got, but that style of frosting is often trash. No, I, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't like that sugar cookie. The frosted sugar cookie. That's what I thought you would eat all the time. No, I say that. The ones that are like the the sugar, the colorful sugar. Oh, that falls it's more off like a, it's more like a, yeah, it's like a Appalachian no Mountain salt, but sugar. Yes, yeah, I that think kind those of deal. sugar cookies are better than the frosted cookies. 
Yeah, the Frosted's trash for some reason. Although some places bang, like uh, mm-hmm. Crumble that one day we had it. Yeah. Some of their frosting's good. You know the best frosting on the fucking planet? And I, I'm not even... I'll shut the podcast off if you guys want to fight this. Is Dairy Queen's ice cream cake frosting. Oh, not had it, but it, it probably is fine. It's No, it's fucking insane. Yeah. Like Baskin-Robbins ice cream cake's like good. But yeah. something with their frosting still that shame sugar shit or it's like plasticky tasting something i swear it might even just be ice cream maybe dairy queen's duped me but there's there's like cake and then dairy queen style ice cream you know like a, uh-huh. a hard froyo and then their frosting is like the love child between the best frosting you've ever had and froyo well now we need to try it no it's fucking insane i've never had dairy queen ever ever is there one in sacramento i don't yeah even know. there's like three so, uh, yeah they're hard to find you gotta you gotta know you got to be part of the Illuminati, the ice cream Illuminati. Okay, I'm starting it. You can be, you can join. Thank you. I, the, those cookies that you're talking about, though, the not the Dairy Queen ones, but the ones that we had in here. Yeah, crumble. Yeah, that is proof to me that Kyle was, is never going to be a fat kid. He does not have the yeah, credentials like to be half a, of them. He I ate know. like a, he ate like this much. Put them in the refrigerator, yeah, and, they sat. and they were here for a month, and they were good in the fridge. I actually think they're kind of overrated too. They're uh, good. I could have I could have pounded a nail into no, into yeah. a four by four with them by the time that I threw them out because he was out with COVID. That's so. why I'm, I buy, I start to buy all this stuff and bring it here because if it's at my house, I can't, I can't not eat you it. You can't cope. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. Dairy Queen ice cream cake for those out there, life changing. Now I know. It's literally my favorite substance on the planet. My birthday, I've never done meth or heroin, so those might win, but as of the substance I've trade, tried, it's Dairy Queen ice cream. Maybe. You were jo- made a meth joke the other day. You shocked me. I thought you were so innocent. She made oh like a fucking <laughs> drug joke out of nowhere else. <laughs> I didn't think you'd pick up on it. Yeah, I fucking I was like, got it. Maybe you're I a crack. I think you made a crack joke. <laughs> yeah, they don't need to know that. No, I highly judged you. And now the whole world knows you do crack. <laughs> well, now I have some personality because up till now, it's just like she just lives. She's not that home. Yeah. Like, she's not. She cocky. lives heavyweights and she's a, she a doesn't cocky really know. crack doer. Yeah. Yeah, I need to rebrand myself. No, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll get the sponsorship. Well, a for little, sure. at, a little at a time, though. Okay. Like you just sort of dole it I out. I do the, think, yeah. yeah, I do think you missed the subtleness of that one. Yeah, it's just zero to a hundred. That's what it was. It's either complete like modesty or just super cocky. <laughs> yeah, it's either no personality or yeah. does crack. It's either so. yeah, doesn't drink coffee <laughs> and smokes crack. <laughs> Caffeine's bad for you. No GMO and yeah. straight to yeah, crack can't, cocaine. Can't do any hot takes. I've seen yeah. crack. It kind of blew my mind. I was like sheltered, but not crazy sheltered. But uh, I, I, I think I'm allowed to talk about it now. I have no idea. I was on the jury deal, you know, but this is like oh, 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're passing around crack in a bag. And I'm like, what the fuck is, you know, I'm you 23 want, at the time. Yeah. I'm like Rubbing the, it on your gums. Dude, to crack, see if no, it's, it's like a stuff. fucking crystal, you yeah. know, it's fucking insane. Well, that's why you wet your finger first. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because oh, I've seen like the coke. Yeah, I have just, no idea. No. <laughs> I'm just, oh, yeah. I, I, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> Um, plug away. Where can people find you, Abby? Um, Instagram at avi.lu, so A-V-I dot L-I-E-U. And that's pretty much it. Not um, a Twitter? You're not on TikTok yet? None of that. I just couldn't. I tried, and then I've never opened those apps. All right, we're so. going TikTok next. We're branding now. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get you guys to help me manage that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we could do it. I'm selling Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get involved with this question, one good question, you win a prize if we choose your question, but you got to join Discord. 
you don't know what Discord is, basically a big old group chat, um, forum group chat mixed. It's a it's an app that we use. A lot of people use it. You may be familiar. But if you go to 50percentfacts.com, we have a link to our personal Discord. It's called our server. That's where good company hangs out. So if you want exclusives, uh, if you want special sales, all previews, if you want to chat with us, we're in there all day, talk shit. Um, on the left, there's different groups. So we have the group chat. That's where all that goes down. There's also one good question. You can go in there and ask us absolutely anything. If we choose your question, you'll be featured on today's episode every Friday and win a prize from us. Get involved. I'm Solomon Mike, where you want to find me, 3sb.co for all your clothes, 50%facts.com, thirdstreetbarbell.com. And tomorrow, if you're listening to this today, July 9th, open gym, come to Third Street Barbell, 8 a.m. to noon. Uh, free open gym, free day pass. Just come kick it, come slam some weights, buy some merch, buy an energy drink, and we'll see you there. I am at the Jim McDean, all those social media. This show is 50% facts. We are a Spreaker Prime podcast on, oh, in association with iHeartMedia on the Obscure Celebrity Network. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks, Avi. 